my bit. Yo, D, link up the cable, we'll go hit for hit. Phantasma plasma particle beam means I have you on the run. Rendered effects hot like magnets. I play games by Capcom with a power glove strapped on. On any platform, I don't spin my dough on that far. Video games, I got many to play before my life expires to fill my desires. Master with your hardest ball, shattering our stars across. Ain't hard to cross the finish line, floating on Daytona. West gets a corner, I get them all at cost. RPG platform, we transform like macros. Rifle screws, live through, purchase you all to it. Came with one free CD, it's like I bought two. I hope they make part two for Dreamcast. Cause games I've seen in bags, you won't believe they had. Getting calluses, turning over asteroids, graviton bombs destroyed. What's going on, people? You here with Illy? And Jay. Yeah, we're going to talk about... Um, it's going to kind of piggyback off of... Uh, you know, <laughs> ever since you brought up the Power Glove horror story... <laughs> back in episode 2... I've been dying to talk about this. Um, I've had to table this discussion for a couple weeks now. But uh, I think we can talk about it now. Um, I just want to talk about video game peripherals. Because... Uh, there was some good stuff out there, these add-ons that you had for uh, the Nintendos, and, you know, the Super Nintendo Sega Genesis back in these days. But, you know, a lot of them, eh, some of them weren't so good. And uh, I want to run through some of these, you know, okay. uh, some of these actually have some um, first-hand experience with other ones. You know, maybe I know some people who had them, maybe you had them. I guess we need to get into it right now. Let's do it. Uh, Alright, so uh, we'll start in the Nintendo era. I don't know if this is the first peripheral for it, but it's the first one I know of, and that is uh, Rob. <laughs> R.O.B., <laughs> the robotic operating buddy. This thing was uh, it included, it was packaged in with the launch Nintendo system. It was uh, discontinued a few years later. But um, I don't know. Do you have any experience with Rob, man? I know I sure didn't. No, I had no experience with it. I, I know in 375, 3.75. My my brother said he had it, but if he did, he never brought it home for me to use. So, right, yeah. So, um, we're gonna go ahead and call that one a piece of crap, um, <laughs> because like I said, it phased it out. You know, it's yeah, it didn't quite work. Part of their, yeah, yeah. And I'm not even sure what it was supposed to do anyway. I mean, it it just sat there and like bobbed his head up and down, which I I, I don't know, pretty weird. And it stacked discs from one spot to the other. That's pretty much all it did. Yeah, that sounds like a waste of time and uh, energy right there. So <laughs> <laughs> let's move forward. So um, next up, we got the uh, the Acclaim wireless remote, which was um, this infrared sensors. That's what it used. Um, I remember seeing commercials for it. I never had one. Did you? No, never had one. No, you know uh, anybody you had it? No. All right. Well, we won't talk about that anymore then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the NES Advantage. Now that one, that was interesting because you know Nintendo pretty much the innovators as far as the D-pad, the directional pad in lieu of joysticks. Right. And this thing brought the joystick back. And so you had your A and B buttons, but you had a joystick instead of a, you know, instead of a D-pad. Now, I thought it looked kind of cool, but I never quite had, I never had one, never used one. Did you? Uh, I played with one in store. That was about it. Oh yeah, well, what'd you think of it? You think it was good, bad, eh, indifferent? It was well, if I remember, it was all right, but it wasn't anything spectacular. Yeah, all right. Well, um, honestly, the most uh, I think the most pub this thing got was uh, Ghostbusters Two. Remember that? 
Oh, so that, that, that's wired... what they used to control the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, they wired up the that's Statue right. of Liberty. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I never saw this thing outside of commercials. Um, I think right at the same time, they had this thing called the NES Max, which it looked a lot like, a, okay, if you can envision a PlayStation controller, or no, the PS1 controller had like had a baby with the NES controller. This will be the NES Max. It had the handles, like it's kind of shaped sort of like that. Oh, yeah. It had the A and B buttons, yeah, but then it had a circle pad, a sliding circle pad in lieu of the D pad. And it had some some turbo buttons on it, too. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you have that? Uh uh-uh. uh. You ever use it? Never used it. Man, we are like 0 for 4 <laughs> on this thing. <laughs> yeah, I always thought it looked pretty cool. Um, but I think it's funny that, you know, that was. Uh, that was back in the mid '80s when that thing came out, and nowadays that is the default controller for the 3DS. Is it really? Yeah, you got a circle pad, you know, sliding. Oh circle yeah, pad. that's right. The same thing, yeah, yeah. Nintendo just okay. Next up, we've got the power pad. Used now, it. Yep, yep, yep. Same here, same here. My cousin Jeff, um, he got the Nintendo systems the same year that uh. Well, I think we all got them. In, I think all three of us got them in the same year. I think we all got them in '88. He got the actual power set. Now, whereas we, you, you and I, we got the set that came with uh, with uh, Mario and and Duck Hunt. His came with it was a cartridge that came with Mario, Duck Hunt, and World Class Track, which of course that utilizes the power pad. Now, were they all? No, were, were they were all on the same cart, right? Yep. That's yeah. Yep. Yeah, and um, there were there were but there were a handful of games that used the power pad, um, but the only one I remember is the World Class Track Me. I don't think anybody, anything. I don't know if you flipped the pad over. It had another set of uh, foot sensors that you would use for like there was a dance aerobics game or something like that. Some 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 really? bullshit. Yeah. Um, but I don't know anybody who had anything other than what it came with. I don't know anyone who had. There were there were a few games. I remember um in fact I think you and I had the same poster. When when you bought the Nintendo system, it came with a bunch of stuff in there. It had a little poster that had like screenshots of a bunch of games on it. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I remember you we, we both posted up on our closet doors. Right. <laughs> but uh down in the power pad section it had a game called Super Team Games, I guess it was another type of track and field sort of game. Um yeah, I don't know anybody who had any of that stuff. They had the game it came with, though, and you know what? That was enough, because that game was awesome. Yeah, loud, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was badass, you know, and um, that was their, well, I don't know if this is their first attempt, because I can't speak for uh, what they had in Japan, but uh, I want to say that was their first steps toward the Wii. Yeah. You know what they're trying to do now. Yeah, I would say yeah. between that and... and uh... Uh, the power glove, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually next up on this list. But if you heard episode two, you've already heard us talk about the power glove. Fuck so power we don't glove. need to go. <laughs> we don't need to go into any more detail about the power glove. Um, yeah, we can classify it as a piece of shit. Next up, the U Force. This thing was made by uh, Bruder Bond. If you remember, uh, where in the world is Carmen San Diego and? Right. They did, right, uh, right. yeah, Mist. Uh, yeah. Um, bunch of games. A bunch of games. I can't. Uh, Prince of Persia. 
a bunch of them I can't think of off top, but they were big, um, big into entertainment or excuse me, uh, ed- ed- edutainment software in the uh, 80s and 90s, and uh, they came up with this peripheral, which was sort of like the power glove, except instead of using a glove, you had this this tiny screen of inter- infrared sensors that you would use to control. And uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb right now and say that's a piece of crap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I never had it. Never saw yeah. it other than in a in a catalog. But as far as I know, the thing didn't work. So we don't really need to talk about that anymore. <laughs> Man, do we, we, yeah, these Nintendo peripherals, they came up with some weird stuff. I mean, I, I guess I can't fault them for trying to push the envelope back so long ago with this limited stuff. But at the same time, I kind of wonder how they thought any of this stuff was going to work. Yeah, I don't know. But then, back in the 80s, that was sort of the the glory days when you could have a bunch of weird shit. And they would have a bunch of like weird Japanese imports, uh, games I'm talking about now, that, that would come over here. That right. you, you wouldn't think would, you know, would be all that great. But they've got these huge cult followings because they're so, you know, different. So... You can't really yeah. fault Nintendo for for just throwing shit up against the wall and seeing what sticks. That's true. That's true. I, I, I you know, like you said, you know, you can't really fault them for for trying. You know, back then. Back um, then, yeah. Now, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. 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 Because now you can say, well, you know, it didn't work back in the '80s. Why would it work now? Exactly. You know, which brings us to uh, the next one, which is called the laser scope. <laughs> now the. the <laughs> Now, is that the, the one laser... that fit on your head? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The laser scope fit on your head. It was It was supposed to take the place of, a, of, a, of your light gun, your zapper light gun. And what you did was um, you used the infrared eyepiece for sighting. And you yelled fire into the microphone, and that would make you shoot. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't have this thing. I didn't... I. I, I thought I, I didn't want to play games with this crazy thing on my head in the first place, but at the same time, even as a kid, I'm like, that's not, that ain't gonna work. Uh uh-uh. uh. Ain't gonna work. So, yeah, you. <laughs> Never, no. <laughs> I did read a little bit into that. It's actually ranked one of the worst controllers. Yeah, big fucking surprise that is. <laughs> um, they, <laughs> they said that, uh, you know, you could say anything into the mic and it would fire anyway, so. Um, which is funny, there's actually an Angry Nerd video which I should put in the show notes which he tries this thing out and he's yelling fire, fire, fire and he starts going fuck, fuck, fuck and he starts shooting at me (laughs) 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 so uh, yeah and that was made by Konami oh, real quick, before I go back you know, uh, I said I wouldn't talk about the Power Glove but I, I do need to note that that thing was made by Mattel yeah yeah, which is the same company who made the Intellivision which is one of the worst controllers of all time. So you can kind of see where the where where the dots connect right there, can't you? Yeah, and, and I mean back then they seem it seemed like the video game companies went out to you know the toy ma- manufacturers a lot more than they do now. Everything yeah. was always a joint you know project between like Mattel and Nintendo. You don't really see that now. I mean, you still see third party peripherals and stuff. But they're really not licensed and official, you know, product by the the game companies. Right. You don't see 
you know, Sony going and saying, hey, the company who makes Barbies, can you make us a, um, a, a third party controller? <laughs> uh-uh, not anymore. You know, <laughs> fucking, uh, okay. Um, okay, now this is an interesting one. This one, um, the Miracle Piano. Fuck, no. The this thing, piano. oh, okay, there used to be a toy store here. Well, there used to be a chain of toy stores. I think they're all out of business across the country, but in the early 90s, we got an F.A.O. Schwartz location right here in St. Louis. And they had a few Nintendos and Super Nintendo set up. And on one of those Nintendo terminals, they had a Miracle Piano. And what it was, it was a... I mean, you plugged in an actual keyboard into the Nintendo. And it was supposed to teach you how to play piano using games. Really? I don't remember that at yeah. all. Yeah. Oh, I remember this thing. That was the only place I ever saw it. I didn't know anyone who actually had it. And there were just like little mini games that you would play, and it was supposed to teach you piano, but I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, I I took piano lessons. Maybe if I, I would have had that, I would have paid more attention. <laughs> I remember those piano lessons, too. Remember you had that, uh, <laughs> that song book from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? Mm-hmm. It's such a good feeling to know you're alive. It's such a happy feeling you're growing inside. And when you wake up ready to say, I think I'll make a snappy new day. It's a... (laughs) (laughs) Should I get into that now? Come on. Oh, yeah, yeah, wrong episode. I'll bring that up on another day. Um... All right, and this one you heard in the commercial in episode two. This is the uh, the Game Genie, and that was uh, that was for the NES, Super NES, and the Sega Genesis. I think we both had them for the Sega, didn't we? I know I did. Did I have a Game Genie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had Game Genie for the Gen- Genesis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it it was pretty cool. I mean, I didn't know this at the time. I mean, they they said that there were codes. You know, there's a book of, of codes. You know, but what you were essentially doing, you were really hacking the game. And that's why there's a warning in there that uh, you, it could cause your game to freeze, you know, if you use it. And I didn't know, you were actually going there and changing the code of the game through this little pass-through thing. Yeah, and it would. It yeah. would freeze. Yeah, sometimes it would. But, um, I don't know, I, I thought it was pretty cool. I had a lot of fun with it. I mean, you know, you could make it do... Uh, you, know, you could make it work to your advantage. You could just make it do weird things, or change colors, or just do. You know, it, it, it was it was cool. It was cool to kind of go go in there and just kind of fuck around and yeah. You know, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like mine too. It was, it was it was fun. Next up, we got the Turbo Touch 360. Do you remember these controllers? Now, what they were what they did was they were um, they had turbo and rapid fire buttons on them and everything. But the main thing was that they replaced the D-pad with a touchpad, like a touch-sensitive pad. Do you remember that? I remember it. I didn't have one. I didn't either. And um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they were crap. And just because... And, and Well, first of all, because I don't know anyone who had them, and I never heard anything good about them. Uh-uh. But uh, also because they never... Um, I like the idea. The idea in practice, what it was. Because remember with those old controllers, remember you used to get uh, sore thumbs. Yeah. Here from playing for a while. So that was supposed to alleviate that. But the problem is, you know, where do you rest your thumb when you're not using it? You're sitting on that on that touchpad, you know, and I can imagine inadvertently tapping directions that you didn't mean to because you got a touch <laughs> on touch sensitive surface, you know? Yeah. Yeah, another thing is that this is like back in the nineties 
when this is out. I can't imagine that technology was perfect back then, so I'm pretty sure there were problems with it anyway. Oh, yeah, there had to be. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, moving into Game Boy. We've got the uh, the Light Boy slash Magnifier. And what that was, okay, uh, nowadays, you know, you have 3DS, your, your Game Boy Advances, your, your DSs, they're backlit. The original Game Boy was not. And uh, so, if you wanted to play in the dark, well, you couldn't. Uh-huh. Unless you had one of these. And what it did was it, 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 it was basically a magnifying glass for the screen. It made the screen look larger and it also had a light built in so that you could play it, you know, in low light or dark uh, situations. Um, I always wanted one. I never had one, though. I, I never had one either. Yeah. I knew some, somebody that did, but I, I never. I never. Oh, okay. And uh, how was it? What did he think of it? Did you know? Not really. <laughs> yeah, I, I just knew they had it. They used it, but... Okay. Yeah. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt to say they worked. I mean, I don't know how they couldn't have. They're magnifying glasses with lights on them. Yeah, it had to, Yeah. It yeah. should have worked. Yeah, yeah, it should have. Okay, this next one. This is the uh, the handy pack for the handy boy, depending on uh, when and where you got it. Now, this was uh, for the Game Boy, and what it did was it combined that... Uh, that magnifier slash light source with external speakers and enhanced buttons and uh, kind of like a stick that would go over the top of your um, your D-pad. I remember seeing this thing and wanting one. I thought it looked really cool in the commercials, although it made the Game Boy really huge. I had one. You had one? I had one. Oh shit! Okay, I don't for, remember actually having this. Okay. For, I I got it after, and it, it didn't got- last very long. Really? Oh, okay, so it, tell us about that, man. It was a piece of shit. Oh, are you kidding me? Uh-uh. uh-uh. It looked so cool, though. What yeah. was wrong with it? it? The speakers didn't work. It cracked and fell apart. Oh. It was not... It it didn't last very long. And I'm, I'm you know, a super careful gamer. I I put my games back in the case, you know, when I'm done playing them. Yeah, you know, yeah, me too. I'm gentle with my my game and stuff, but yeah, th- it it just was a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, heartbreaking! You know, it made the thing. I mean, honestly, it could look so cool in the commercials and everything in the box. It made the Game Boy look like the space age Jetsons type of thing. So, yeah, oh, it sucked. It sucked. Oh, that hurt. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> it sucked, guys. All right. Um, now we're in the Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. Um. I guess we'll start with, yeah, we'll start with Super because a lot of stuff came before the Sega. Oddly enough, mm-hmm. um, the Super NES mouse and uh, that—I don't know if you could buy that externally, but I know it came with Mario Paint. It came packed in, and my my Super Nintendo set actually came with Mario Paint. It was uh, it had Super Mario All Stars or not nah, enough, nah, nah. and Super Mario World and Mario Paint and. Of course, yeah, Mario Paint, you came with the mouse. And, uh, you know, it was just, I mean, it was a mouse. But this mouse was uh, compatible with actually quite a few games. I didn't know of a lot of the RPGs you could play with the mouse. Oh, yeah. Which I was an RPG gamer back then, but you could use you could use it. The, yeah. Um, I've seen you, you could have used it with Mario All-Stars. I don't know what you could have used it for, but <laughs> it says right here. I'm looking, on, I'm looking on the Internet Bible right now. It says it was compatible with Mario All-Stars. A lot of the shooters, like a Terminator 2 arcade game, you could use it. The thing was pretty versatile. So, um, wow. I mean, I guess that makes it good. Yeah. I mean, I guess that was good. Yeah. 
Alright, next up we've got the uh, Super Scope. Which oh, yeah. was the, uh, yeah, that was the Super Nintendo's, uh, well, the next evolution of the, the Zapper light gun from the original Nintendo. Uh, yeah, you know anybody who had this thing? Uh uh. Most of my friends all had, had Genesis. Yeah. So I, I saw it in stores, that's about it. I had a buddy who lived uh, a few a few streets over his name <laughs> oddly enough his name was Gannon <laughs> but uh yeah he had he had a super scope he had a super Nintendo and he had a super scope um I mean it looked like a big bazooka and it was so cool you you wanted to have this thing it uh, it just what it just was not what it was hyped up to be I mean there weren't too many games for it they were just very rudimentary games where you just had a bunch of guys just leap out before and you got to shoot at them um, the other thing is this thing ate batteries like a motherfucker. It took double A's if I remember right. Oh shit. Yeah, and it ate the batteries, you know, so they didn't never have batteries in the thing after half the time anyway, so <laughs> Yeah, this thing's a piece of crap. I'm gonna cross over into Sega real quick because we're gonna talk about the uh their answer to that, which is called the Sega Menacer. Did, that one didn't look like a bazooka, right? That was like a gun. It looked it was a uh if I remember right, it looked sorta of like Somewhat like the Super Scope, but more like a not not so much like a bazooka, but more like something kind of kind of alien, the kind of space age. Okay, yeah, I don't yeah. really remember it. You know, I remember one game for it, and that was the uh, Terminator 2 arcade game. That was, you know, so big in the arcades. And oh yeah, they were so big and wanting to uh, port this thing back to home consoles. So I can see wanting it for that, but I don't know. I guess I could say we can put that in the Super Scope category. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Man, these guys, yeah. and you wonder why there aren't light gun games anymore today. They're not, they're not good, man. <laughs> no, uh-uh. You know, um, oh, well, I'm going to skip ahead real quick there because there is one. There is one. It's called The Justifier. It's made by Konami, and it was only, well, it's for the game called uh, Lethal, and Enfor- Le- Le- Lethal Enforcers. It came with that gun. You remember that? The pink and blue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was like the precursor to uh, Time Crisis, right? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. That was a fun game, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, I like that game. Yeah, yeah, and as far as I know, for the, it only worked for that game unless you had the, the Sega CD, because then you could use it for Mad Dog McCree and a couple other uh, shooting, you know, full motion mm-hmm. shooting games. But, uh, I mean, as far as I know, it's a pretty good light gun, so, I mean, technology-wise, good, but... You know, dearth of games for it. Yeah. Yeah. Except yeah, with a but, lot of uh, these peripherals. Yeah, that's the problem with so many of these per- Uh I, You know what? I'll, I'll say that for the end here. Because it kind of ties into what I want to say about a lot of these. But um, moving forward, we got the ASCII pad. A-S-C-I-I pad. And that was... I think the first one came for the Super Nintendo. But then after that, they made it for the Sega. And I think... I want to say they kept making them into the PlayStation era. But they were those funky-looking um, control pads that had the switches for turbo and slow-mo. It had a bunch yeah. of those switches on it. looked like a computer punch pad or something like that. Yeah, I had one for my Genesis. Ah, it had, there you go. It had, like, three different settings on each of the A, B, and C buttons Okay. for turbo and stuff. I liked it. You liked it? All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. There it is. And then I will... Well, are we going to touch PlayStation? Because I... I've got one that's probably not on your list. I hadn't planned on it, but go ahead. Plug it uh, right no, now. Uh, j- just because it was also ASCII. There, there's one controller that I, that I still have, even though I don't have a player that that uh, can can use it. If 
but I had this thing called the ASCII grip because in that the PlayStation era, I was playing a lot of role-playing games, a lot of Final Fantasy and I Breath of Fire that and thing. stuff. But it was it was almost like a a Wii controller, but you could hold it in one hand. Yeah, it had it had the uh, circle and and X button on the back of it. On the front was the square and triangle plus the D-pad and then the shoulder buttons were arranged around the D-pad. And I do remember that. Yeah, that thing was awesome and I cannot part with it because <laughs> even though I don't have any, anything that, that I can use it on, I just love that thing. I, I, I beat Final Fantasy 7 and 10 or 7 and 9 with it. You know, it, it was just because then you could play with, with one hand, and then the other hand you're looking through your your cheat code book or whatever. Right, your strategy you know? guide. Yeah. So, so big up to ask you for that. Kind of makes me wonder why they didn't continue that into like later generations because it seems like people could use that. I wish they would have. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, there you go. So ASCII grip. Um, that's a write-in for this uh, list right here. We're gonna say that was good. And the ASCII pads, I mean, I want to say they're good. They look so complicated, but I mean, they seem like, I don't know, they just seem like something real space age and just really badass. I yeah, never had cool. one. But um, again, my buddy uh, Gannon, um, he didn't have one, but he had a friend of his who would come over and play Super Nintendo with him, and he would bring his own controller, and it would be that ASCII pad. And of course, he never let anyone use it. He's the only one who could use the ASCII pad. <laughs> Next up, we got the Super Game Boy which was an adapter slash converter that you could plug right into the Super Nintendo and you could play your 8-bit, 8-bit Game Boy games in it. I had one. I had oh, one, yeah. and it was cool. And it, it, turned I mean, them, it turned them color, too, right? Yep, yep. Um, okay, I, uh, the first game that actually... Okay, when they launched the Super Game Boy, they came out with uh, an upgraded version of Donkey Kong, uh, which I guess they just call it Donkey Kong 95 now. But... Um, it had the first four levels of the original Donkey Kong, but then it split off in like this puzzle game of like a hundred more levels, and it was fun. And that was the first game they had for it. And they had another, uh, uh, they had a few other games that were called Super Game Boy Enhanced. And what that meant was, when you plugged it into that Super Game Boy, it would have a color palette that was almost as, almost as crisp as the the 8-bit Nintendo, and even have some sound enhancements in it too. Like you can hear actual voices in it sometimes. Yeah, those those were cool. Yeah, yeah, and for everything else that wasn't for that, like anything that came before that, or just games that weren't designed for that, um, you could assign your own colors. Like you could, you it had a had a palette, and you could choose the colors you wanted. You could just kind of color how you wanted. And you can make your own borders and everything, and um, you know, I don't know. It kind of defe- defeats the purpose of Game Boy games, but it was also cool to finally see your Game Boy games in color, <laughs> and to change them around and have them on your big screen. So I don't know. I like the thing. I like we got a lot of use out of it. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah. All right, so Super Game Boy. Um, all right, well we're exclusively into uh, Sega, Sega Genesis now, and uh, the first one I want to talk about is the uh, six-button controller, which came about, um, I think, as a direct response to uh, Street Fighter. Yeah. Finally being released on the Genesis. It would be a Super Nintendo, not exclusive, but it was pop. It, it, it was popularized on the Super Nintendo. They finally released it for the Sega Genesis, but the problem was you only had three buttons. And you have six buttons with Street Fighter. 
and switch between your punch and kick buttons, you had to hold down your start button to switch between them. It's really clunky, clunky, really ruined the game. So they came out with this six-button controller that will let you do everything, everything right out of the box. Um, we had one. It was smaller. It gripped a little different. I liked it. I thought it was really awesome. Um, what about you? Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't have one, but I I played with them before. I thought they were really cool. Yeah, yeah, they were really good controllers. Um, in fact, I think they're one of the best controllers I think I've ever had. It's among one. I, I put it in my top three. Oh wow. Yeah, right there with the uh, the Xbox 360 controller and the uh, the DualShock 2, I guess. For the yeah. PS2. Yeah, I think they're right wow. after that you have the Genesis. Oh. Um, another thing I want to note is that the um, again Street Fighter. The Street Fighter 4 came out before in, I want to say, what was that, 2009 mm-hmm. for uh, Xbox and PS, PS2 or PS3. They came out with a, um, a fighting stick that you can use, but they also came out with these fighting pads. And yeah. those pads were modeled exactly after that Genesis 6 button controller. Those were and awesome. Felt, yeah, yeah. I still have mine, even though I don't have Street Fighter 4 anymore. I play Sonic with it, and I feel like I'm playing with the old Sega. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just bought Sonic too, and I I've, I've got one of those controllers. I need to break it out. There you go. There you go. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it, man. Um, next up, <laughs> oh, this is a motherfucker, guys. This thing is called the Activator. It was made by Sif. <laughs> <laughs> it was for the, it was for the Sega, and what this thing was do? Okay. Back in the '90s, you had this 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 virtual reality craze. Oh, you know what? Another quick tangent. They did announce for a while they were coming out with uh, virtual reality glasses for the Sega Genesis. They never materialized. Uh-uh. <laughs> but uh, before that, this thing called the Activator. Now, what it was was an octagon that you stood in the middle of, <laughs> and, and when you plugged it in, you'd have this field of infrared around you. And you were supposed to be able to play fighting games, sort of like your power, gl- sort of like a full a full body U Force, but for your Sega Genesis. No thank um, you. Yeah, yeah, it looks stupid. I, 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 I always thought I feel like a jackass using it, and I think if anybody had it, they were a jackass too. And uh, <laughs> another thing is um, that game uh, Eternal Champions. Yeah. This, uh, yeah, for the Sega. Um, I don't know if it was the first one, but it was the first one that I remember seeing the instruction booklet that had actual activator instructions in it. Yeah, I had that game. Yeah. Do you remember that? In the back of the book, uh-huh. it had activator instructions. It was terrible because you couldn't fight. Like You know, they told you you could play fighting games and fight with your whole body. No, you actually had to step or hold your hand in a certain realm of that, you know, a certain side of that octagon to make stuff happen. Because all you're doing is moving gestures around. Right. And uh, maybe it'll work. Oh, I, you know, I should have looked up how much that thing cost before we did this episode because I, I can't think of anyone. I, I know, I know, no one bought this thing. If you told me you have it, you're lying. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to know how much it costs and how much they thought people were gonna spend on this thing because that, that just, just, just the idea of it. Yeah. Jesus, tap dancing Christ. All right. Last but not least, and this isn't a peripheral as much as it was a service. Jay, do you know where I'm going with this? Is it Sega Channel? It is. Yes, it is. Oh. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> the Sega Channel. And, you know, it's exactly as you, uh, exactly what it sounded like. It, it was uh, part of your cable subscription. You paid another fourteen ninety five a month 
and you can play 35 games a month through your Sega Genesis on the channel. You know, I don't know how this thing was supposed to work. I I, I remember. It. It, okay, go ahead. It was the right. Reg- it was a little bit bigger than your average um, Sega cart. Okay. And on the side of it, it had um, the coax port. So you would have to plug your cable coax line into the side of this um, uh, cart and then play that way. And it, it would bring up a, a like real basic menu of the game so you can play and then you just pick one and then it was supposed to start playing. Uh, Alright. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I just remember because I, I saw pictures of the the cart with the with the cable wire hanging out. Yeah. So this really was kind of like the forerunner to the virtual console, mm-hmm. or I guess just kind of for or Gaikai even for the yeah. uh, PS4 people. I don't know, but I, I want to say it didn't work with the damn. But this thing lasted from. It, it lasted from December 1994 to July 1998. Did it actually come out? I didn't know it actually came out. Wow. It did, yeah. Apparently it did. The question, I just, you know, I, I want to know, please, anybody out there, you know, tweet at us, write to us. Let us know if you had this thing or knew anybody who had it because I really want to know. Because yeah. it lasted for four years. It had to have done something. But I just can't see, I just can't even wrap my head around that thing working right now when even today... On live couldn't even get off the ground. Uh-uh. But someone out there's got to have it. Yeah, you know, I just—it's crazy. It, it's really crazy that something like this existed, you know. And I just—they uh, were so far ahead of their time, though. If you think about uh, about Sega, yeah, and uh, what they were trying to do, you know, in terms of having this as part of your uh, your cable subscription. I mean, God, this is even before this predates digital cable. This predates TiVo. I mean, yeah. I mean, think about that. I mean, this was even before, you know, HBO was an extra 30 bucks a month, I believe. It, it might have been. So, um, yeah, that concludes uh, the list. That's all I have. Uh, all I want to say, you know, in closing is that, you know, peripherals kind of suck. You know, yeah. they just, they, they always seem, they, they, they divide the market, you know. Everybody mm-hmm. has a system, but not everybody's going to buy this, and so... It's very hard to support these things, you know, going forward. So it seems like it's 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 like a chicken before the egg thing. It's like these things are contingent on people buying them, but then people aren't going to buy them if there's not support for them. So I mean, they kind of cannibalize themselves. Yeah, yeah, really, they do. I mean, and that, well, I, I want to say that's why they people have quit doing them. But I mean, the the uh, game companies themselves, they still make peripherals, but not as they they really leave it up more to the third party. Now, you know your Mad Cats and your whoever else. Yep. They've learned somewhat, but then you have you know the Wii, which is a peripheral in itself. The Wii U, which is you know, <laughs> a system that's based on a peripheral, and they're Nintendo's feeling the heat for it. Yeah, they're suffering for it. Mm-hmm they're suffering for it you know and uh microsoft they look like they're about to suffer for for uh including connecting the box yeah everybody wants it and now in developers they gotta decide whether or not they're gonna develop you know uh capabilities for that i got nothing to say man other than you know we've seen a lot of weird stuff come and go and uh i mean (laughs) 
You think this stuff is weird now? Look where you've been. I mean, good lord. Yeah, but we'll probably see some more. Yeah, I mean, of all, I mean, uh, of everything we talked about tonight, I mean, we, we've got maybe like five of them that were really any good. Yeah. Yeah, well, all right. Well, with that said, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. All right. All see right. See you for episode five. See you. Cause it take weeks to replace mines My style's are splendid Some said when I rhyme I'm ahead of my time Like Jimi Hendrix Heavy metal My chick is hot Like a kettle Once it's settled What sounds like crap pedal Than the ghetto That's the main consumer It's a shame sooner Venture P's pain Boomer spread Like a brain tumor With them illustrating What happened debilitating Infecting breaking people To rebook a tap When affiliating Words after another Brother pippin' shit Like black killer Dippin' flippin' words Like a spatula Like how I did that Spit rap Rip cast Make him get back to the lab to use hit tracks to shit's whack. Right, 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 right.